And welcome to the Modern Man podcast back for series three. And today I am absolutely honored to have a very special guy with us today, Mr. Miguel Dean from the Sacred Masculine. Uh, he's an author, a mentor, a coach, and a speaker. And actually, he's a guy that I've been doing uh, some work with. Um, he's been mentoring me through a, a little spiritual journey of the Sacred Masculine. And I've, I've learned a lot from him. Um, he's written a couple of great books as well, one of which I'm, I'm about halfway through as we speak, uh, which I'm really enjoying, Miguel. Um, so welcome, Miguel. Thank you very much, Fidel. Thanks for the uh, invitation and the opportunity to be here and uh, talk about some stuff. Talk about some stuff, some sacred <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the best place to start. We're just going to go. We're just going to go right in. I think um, the sacred masculine. It was a, a phrase that I hadn't heard of before, particularly. So I've done some stuff with the divine masculine, and that was my kind of understanding. So. Is, is sacred masculine is that is it, is it a different concept or okay so it seems like there's i kind of make things up as i go along you know <laughs> man <laughs> yeah. so what feels in alignment to me is that every man and every woman has a divine masculine and feminine counterpart within themselves they have that every man and woman carries both the divine feminine and masculine energy and you know the word divine kind of i think loosely you know it means of god or belonging to god you know it's a connection with sort of uh, yeah with, with source with god with the divine so we each have that but then as we develop and as we focus and, and we put our awareness on that inner marriage within us then we travel our journey to uh, the, the journey of the sacred masculine or the sacred feminine so a man is on the journey of the sacred masculine to you know to, to find union within the uh, masculine feminine energies within and of the sacred feminine is a woman who is on that journey to um, develop and balance that marriage of the masculine and feminine energies within it's and you know the, and the energies within the, the it's nothing to do with gender it's just the sort of you know the, the duality sort of thing that the yin yang the masculine feminine mm -hmm. so hopefully that makes sense it's just just trying to just just differentiate really but you know uh, between the the inner world of the, the 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 divine masculine and feminine and the outer world of Divine, uh, divine or sacred men and sacred women. Essentially, you know, one of the key things for me, Fidel, is that everything's sacred. You know, either it's all sacred or either it's all God in different manifestations or source or consciousness, whatever word you want to use, hmm. or, or, or none of it is. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. I'm going to sit with that for a little bit, actually. <laughs> it's, it's all sacred or none of it is. I like that. Um, so yeah, I've I've obviously been on on my own little journey of this this kind of consciousness, and and, and prior to, to to meeting you, which is what led me to to reach out to you. Um, how did this journey begin for you? What's it been like? What's the where's the road? Where did it start? Yeah. Well, uh, where's a good place to start with that without talking for two hours now? <laughs> um, I, I suppose, loosely speaking, what happened, you know, as a child, I experienced quite a lot of trauma and pretty dysfunctional, you know, start to life. Yep. And that impacted seriously on my ability to have, let's use the word loosely, successful romantic relationships. Right. Uh, because of losing my mother and all the issues around the sort of mother wound and stuff that I had. And to begin with, you know, it was very much a... a quite a selfish journey of I just need to find peace. I want to be able to have relationships. I don't want all this pain and all this fear and all this stuff, you know, that keeps coming up and this insecurity that around my relationship with woman. And so I began to do that inner work, you know, I began exploring and finding out about it. But then I guess along the way, I realized that because we're all connected, 
I can't do this work in isolation. So, you know, as I do my inner work, that informs how I show up in the world and to what extent I can contribute to the collective, to what extent, you know, I can be of service. And the degree to which I'm a, I am of service and how I show up in the world also informs the inner healing and, you know, and the inner work that's taking place. So I began to share what I had learned, you know, what I had learned in my journey through trauma, really. Yeah. And it, it, it seems, as far as I can tell, you know, it's just kind of coincidence. Oh, well, that's interesting. I don't actually believe in coincidences. That, that word just came out of my mouth. It's like, let, let's call it fate or let's call it destiny. Let's use another word. Um, but there was... Um, yeah, just just what what began to happen was that I just realised that I was having a quite a profound impact on the women that I was working with. Yeah, um, and then pink people sort of started pointing the finger and sort of like saying, "Oh, you're 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 doing the sacred masculine work. This is sacred masculine. You you, you know you're the sacred masculine." And I was kind of like looking behind me, sort of going. Who are they pointing at? You know, what, what's this sacred masculine stuff? But what I realized when I looked back was that all the healing work that I'd been doing on myself had been balancing my masculine and feminine. You know, it had, I, it's not something that I'd been doing consciously. Yeah. But, you know, at various times I would be addressing, dealing with certain flaws in my character or, or whatever, you know, that I wanted to iron out and, and mend and, and heal. And so the, the journey that I went on, because, you know, in order to, be, to find peace and to become healthier, to become happier, we, we, it's a largely a journey of integration, you know, bringing all those fragmented parts of ourselves back together. And it's kind of like when the, all the pieces of the jigsaw are back together, I, I, I guess the, the image that's quite nice is you end up with a yin-yang, a kind of yin-yang inside you, you know, at your, at your heart, at your core these complementary opposites, um, which are a sort of mirror of, you know, of the world, because we live in the world of duality, up, down, left, right, you know, light and darkness, et cetera, et cetera. And so the same takes place within ourselves. We have this polarity within ourselves, and it seems that the journey to oneness and to joy and so on is about that unification, that union within ourselves. So, yeah, you know, loosely speaking, that that was kind of that was kind of what happened. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, again, similar sort of journeys, really. I, d I did a lot of mine without doing it consciously. Mm. Um, certainly, that started with my journey into kind of ma masculinity, balancing out those elements. Um, what I discovered afterwards to be more looking at the sort of like the archetypes in in some ways. I think my primary archetype is much more attuned to the lover um which was how i expressed my masculinity at the time and the, the bits that were missing although it was it was pretty close and and i was doing some of it the bit that really needed some work was that warrior energy mm. that uh, more stereotypical masculine kind of ideology if, if you want and that happened through through boxing mm. for me and I found that as, as, as my masculinity grew, there was my certain, because the lover is, is fairly attuned to, to femininity as well, isn't it? There's a certain element of that. And um, again, this is all done with hindsight, <laughs> not, not at the time. Um, that, that then naturally started balancing out with, within me as well um, as it went a bit deeper. Yeah. Interestingly enough, though, and I think a lot of people do start this journey motivated by relationships or their desire to create either better relationships or, or any relationship or fix a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, so it's funny that we, most, most of us when beginning this journey are uh, mo <laughs> motivated by the feminine in, in general, which is. Yeah. It's a good motivation though. It is. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the obvious, isn't it? It's uh, one of our primal motivators, isn't it? Primal drivers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, relate, relate, relationship, you know, and and the world teaches us, you know, to look outside, you know, for, for somebody else to complete us, to make us happy uh, and all that carry on. Um, but, yeah, you know, I found out the hard way that 
it, it doesn't work. You know, I tried relationship after relationship. Think, you know, oh, she, you know, she must be the wrong one. Like, you know, oh, you know, she's not the one. It's uh, it, yeah. surely it can't be anything to do with me. Um, until finally, you know, just coming to that place where. I guess we, you know, we get to when we're serious about any sort of like healing or spiritual journey, whatever, is that it's always an inside job and that our relationships with other people are just a mirror, just a reflection of our, the relationship we have with ourselves and how much, uh, to, you know, to what extent we are at peace with ourselves. And so when, when you started this journey, obviously I've, I've started reading the, the, your, it's your current book, isn't it? Bring him home. Yeah, the, the, the most recent one, yeah. Yeah, that's the most recent one. Yes, the did it did the books come kind of after after this journey? Is that that what's it what it's about, or did the um, the the book bring him home? It kind of it was supposed to start after the journey, uh, you know, the the romantic journey uh, with, with with an amazing woman, but because it was of the sort of twin flame nature of it, there was this kind of coming and, and, and going, you know, it was, it was so intense. It was so beautiful and so painful that, you know, that, that we would take it in turns to go, Whoa, I've had enough here. I, you know, I, I'm out of here. But because we still had, you know, what, what I term, we still had gifts to exchange. We still had learning, you know, to offer each other uh, and, and, insights and, and, and awareness to bring to each other about our own inner relationship, you know, to, to be able to do, to do the work on ourselves. Uh, we kept coming back together. We kept finding ourselves, you know, coming back together. Um, and it, yeah, interestingly, you know, the, the book, yeah, and, and that was the result of the book and great sex. Uh, because invariably what happened was that we, I started writing the book after we split up and then kind of realized, Oh my God, you know, I can't, I can't publish this book without her blessing. You know, I can't write a book about, you know, the, the, the beauty of sacred relationships and the, the power of relationship to, to heal, uh, you know, to heal ourselves and so on. We, you know, if she's not happy with it. So, <clears throat> and I guess it was probably a little bit of an excuse, but it was an excuse to get in touch with her. Yep. So one, so after a few months uh, of us being separate and not having been in touch at all, I got in touch with her and said, there's something that I need to share with you. You know, can, can we meet up? Um, you know, I'd rather do it face to face. Um, and we did meet up. Um, we met up in a pub and yeah, we had some lunch and stuff. And she was actually, <laughs> when I told her I was writing a book about us, she left the table very promptly and said, I think I need to go to the toilet. I think I'm going to be sick. Wow, that's a that's a reaction. <laughs> that's a fierce reaction, yeah. Uh, because she was an in, uh, she is an intensely private person, so to you know to to have a book written, you know. So I did my best to reassure her, and um, you know that my intention totally was not to portray her in a bad light or whatever. You know that 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 the that wasn't what the book was about. It was about it was it was sort of an attempt to cancel out. It was like, you know, I, I, want a, I want a book that talks about, you know, the beauty of, uh, of sex, sacred sexuality and the power of relationships, not that ego-y sort of distorted, uh, you know, um, aspect of relationship, which, which seems, you know, all, it seems to be all too common in the, in, in the world we live in at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, it, you know, it, it stopped and started the book, you know, so then we, we'd meet up, I'd tell her about the book. <clears throat> we ended up in bed together and then, you know, and sort of, like, well, let's try again. So we'd stay together. The book had to get put on hold, of course, you know, it's like, okay, so I'm st I can't write now because it's not finished. So we're back <laughs> together. The book gets put on hold and then, you know, sure. A few months later, uh, you know, we, we've done a runner again and it's like, all right, pick up the book and, and carry on writing. And that's kind of how it went really. You know, it was a bit stop and start, a bit staccato really. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I've uh, just started writing my first book, The Modern Man Guides to Divorce, Ooh. and um, same thing. I had to have a conversation with my ex-wife about about it. So I was like, I'm going to I'm going to write I'm going to write this book, yeah. and um, she has offered to write the foreword, which is interesting. We've got a great relationship, so um, she's like, 
like I said, she said, what, what, do you want me to be in it? Do you want me to write it? And I was like, I don't want to write it, but you could write the forward. That would be really cool if you did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, she's intensely private as well. And the, the, the book isn't about our relationship in particular. It's, it's about an emotional resource for guys to learn how to manage that very interesting and specific mm. thing in life of, of, of ending a marriage with, with kids and how to handle it emotionally and mentally, really. Not, not, well, a, lot out, not a lot out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we know the whole thing of men dealing with emotions and, you know, the, the, the wounds that we men carry from that horrendous statement that we hear when we're young of big boys don't cry. Yeah. And of suffering and deaths and suicides and mental health issues as a result of those, you know, simple words. Um, so, yeah, and I, I certainly remember, yeah, my divorce leaving the house at my home yeah. with, a, you know, a lot of stuff chucked in the back of the car and knowing that my two sons and, you know, and my woman, my ex-woman, I was leaving them goodbye. Yeah, most painful day of my life by far. So, you know, all credit to you for anything that can help man cope mm-hmm. with that. It's, it's such a big one, isn't it? It is a big one. It's a, it is a big one. And, and that's one of the biggest parts that, that usually we have to deal with as men is that, is that leaving, leaving the home bit. Again, mm-hmm. it's a very it's a very poignant moment moment for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, was was leaving leaving the house and, and the kids. Uh, it's it's often that way round, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let let's move the conversation on. Can we? Sorry, <laughs> before we all start crying, <laughs> I'm not going to tell. I, I we should talk about. Um, Read, reading your book because that was another interesting one was read, reading your book and the intro to it at, the, at that time that was I, I was in I was in love with it in my first like loving relationship falling in love after 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 my marriage when I first picked up your book and it resonated with me so powerfully um I was just like there were so many similarities that I was totally engaged and it was really kind of heartwarming for me at the time but whilst I was reading it of uh, that relationship also broke down which is why I haven't finished the book yet because I just had to come away because it was so uh, so similar for me, which yeah. is interesting. So the um, relationship, I know some of that, some of the stuff that, that we've done together, it's funny, isn't it? How <clears throat> one of the things I said to you is, you know, you think you're quite a way along, a, you're a certain way along a, the journey of discovering yourself and your masculinity. And at the time before I met um, that, that particular woman in my life, I, I've, I, I felt really, like on top of the world, king of the world. You're like, you know, I was definitely in my king. Um, I had everything on point. I'd been, I was in the dating game and I was feeling really cool about myself and feeling very grounded, very masculine, very in control and very, um, very balanced as well, actually, to be fair. And then I fell in love and it, ooh, <laughs> it, it kind of put, put, put me back a peg or two like you know um and certainly a lot of the old stuff started, started coming around, coming out and, it, and I wasn't as, as far along as I, I thought it was, uh, which is interesting. Um, does that does that still happen? Does that always happen? That's a good question. It, it does, in my experience, Fidel. Um, you know, you know. You see, I think, in a way, our potential is almost bottomless. You know, I, I, I think we've forgotten our true power. You know, and 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 who we really are. Uh, you know, we've been kind of like downgraded, you know, the, the society and the way that we're brought up and so on is, is, is so disempowering that when, we, when you start that journey of empowerment, there are layer, there's layer and layer and after layer, you know what I mean? And really, uh, I, I, I th- so far it, it, it continues, it, it, you know, it, it goes on, on and on and on, possibly to layers and realms that, you know, that, we, that we're not fully aware of at the moment. Um, you know, I use the term domesticated, I believe, you know, for man and woman, but to a large, large extent, you know, I, it feels as if we have been domesticated, you know, we've lost our wildness, we've lost our primalness, we've lost so many of our, um, you know, I loosely term magical powers, you know, our ability to um, read each other's thoughts, you know, telepathy, all this sort of stuff, I believe, will come back online. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, which is kind of like the magician aspect of our archetype, isn't it? You know, mm. the, the magician part. 
and all sorts of weird stuff, you know, happens in, in my life these, these days that I couldn't, you know, when I was sort of thinking, oh, yeah, you know, I want to be more comfortable with my masculinity. I didn't think that any of this other stuff, like bonus stuff, you know, other stuff was going to arise. Yeah, I mean, this this spiritual element and this idea of kind of universal connection, listen to me, like, listen, even just literally when these words come out of my mouth, I can't believe I'm even saying this for a few weeks because it was my connection to that has been since childhood. Uh, certainly as a, as a child, my mum was very spiritual and had lots of people around her who were, and they always used to say things to me that when I was a child used to feel very nice. And then as I was growing up as a teen, I kind of eschewed it. I was just like, that's not me. I'm not a hippie. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of really kind of ignored it. And then part of, again, part of the journey that I've been on and certainly doing things at NLP, hypnotherapy that opens up different parts of your, of your mind. Um, And I've come across other practitioners in, in my journey who are very spiritual and energetic. And they said, they said the same things to me as the people used to say to me as a child. Mm. and when you're working with clients on that and they come back and they say to you, you'll never guess what just happened. Um, and you go, oh, yeah, not another one. You know, as soon as we start to become even slightly more attuned to this mm-hmm. universal connection, mm. the the proof comes before our eyes. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of set up this brand of the modern man, Um which is which is weird from a marketing point of view because I'm like the more I, the more I do this this journey into masculinity the more I realise how ancient all of this stuff is. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to how to blend that and how to bring some of that stuff mm. um, forward into into modern life because mm. I think actually we need to go future to the past rather than back to the future i don't know <laughs> we need to bring some of that in order to to develop this idea of the modern man and the modern woman you know i run two groups both of them called called those and i think part of it is we need to go right back and bring some of that stuff to enable us to to move forward functionally yeah 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 i, I agree totally it feels like you know, I guess in a way, you know, your 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 phrase, the modern man, is 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 just a different strand, a different flavour of what I call the sacred masculine. You know, yeah. it's, it's, we're talking about the same thing, really. Yeah. But yeah, I very much see it as, you know, bringing some of the wisdom of maybe the indigenous people, and you know, from 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 the past, uh, closer connection with with earth, and you know, a, a deeper respect and harmony, and, and so on. But also, it's a fusion of some of that old, older wisdom, which, to a large extent, it's not forgotten by the indigenous peoples. You know, if you, you yeah. still rummage around within the the prophecies and you know what the indigenous leaders and shamans are saying, they're still saying the same stuff. It is out there, but it's just not mainstream. You know, it, you want, it wouldn't be wonderful if that stuff was taught in schools. You know what I mean? But anyway, um, yeah. So bringing the past. And, and the future as well, you know, because it's not like, you know, to, to, to create this new earth and a, and a more beautiful world that our hearts know is possible. It's not that we all have to, you know, live with a horse and cart and, you know, live, live in a mud hut on, on, on the ground, on the earth. <laughs> Although there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I see it, yeah, it's very much a fusion of, you know, the modern technology, but being used, you know, it's so often it's it's not what you do, but it's how you do what you do. And, and, and a tool, the beauty or the destruction of a tool is dependent on who's wielding the tool. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of the technology that we have currently is used, you know, manipulation, control to get us to buy crap and, you know, and all the rest of it. Whereas that technology could be used for incredibly, you know, uh, beneficial purposes that would benefit the whole of humanity you know and, and all sentient beings so yes yeah, a fusion of the the past you know and uh, and and the cutting edge technology which is all coming online and you know a lot of sources actually say that there's loads more really powerful technology but we're you know we've been denied it it's not it's not beneficial for the economy and for the status quo and so on so well, when social, we bring that together you know social media is an interesting one i mean we, we speak about it um, quite a bit because we, we both have to do our stuff on there and interesting enough I put a post up on social media a photograph of me hugging a tree and I was talking about um, that kind of back to, the, back to the future stuff and I'm like look I'm not about to go and live in a mud hut in the woods I like yeah. I like my phrase was I like trainers and trees 
Um, <laughs> Iceland, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it, it is about that balance. And, and social media is a really good example of that, isn't it? It ca can be used for so much good. I mean, I really enjoy it. It keeps me connected. It's allowed me to, to build a community and it's allowed men to, to gather together and have conversations that they probably wouldn't do um, time allowed, you know, and, 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 and start stuff. And, and like I said, it's connected, connected the world, isn't it, really, the internet and, and social media in particular. Um, yeah, yeah. But it depends who and how, how you use it absolutely yeah yeah and I, I like your you know I, I i like trees and trainers you know the, the the key bit for me that there is you know i can't remember there's a special word for it which i but it, you know it's like there's a story to your trainers and you know so for me it's like that works beautifully depending on where the, with the story of the trainers you know were they made in a sweatshop what you know where's the some of the you know how green was the process? Are people treated fairly? You know, all that sort of stuff. Um, there's no reason why we can't have beautiful things, but if we put the well-being of people at the forefront, well-being of people and the planet, sorry, at the yeah. forefront rather than profit, then everything can still continue this in a very similar way, you know, but it's oh. arising from a such a, you know, a wholesome place and a, and a, and a place that means that the natural laws are honored and you know and the, the cycles of interdependence and you know the the honoring of the resources you know of our planet rather than just pillaging raping and pillaging and you know using up finite resources as if they were infinite you know for sure do you feel optimistic that we're heading in that direction uh, I'm definitely not pessimistic. Um, I'm, I'm kind of like, I feel a bit like I'm in between optimism and realism. Yeah. Um, because, well, it, it feels like, as in my own story and my own journey back to healing and health, sometimes things have to get worse before they get better. Um, you know, there's a purging, there's a clearing, all the old stuff needs to come up. And, and I feel as if we're, that's where we are as a collective, as a species yes. at the moment. You know, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm sure they could, but, uh, you know, the, the phrase, can things get any worse, you know? And, and if they continue just at the level that they are, you know, there's going to be so much irreversible damage that, has, you know, that has been created, you know, to, to the planet and to the human psyche as well. You know, I mean, I'm very conscious that when we, men like us do our work, we it's not just our work we're, we're doing the work for the collective and, and and you know and as part of that is our whole ancestry our whole lineage because all that stuff all that distorted masculine energy has been passed down from you know grandfather father you know or for, for generations and generations so i believe it is beginning to change um but i feel that things may get a bit worse i think that i think we might have a few more big in big yeah big you know equal to what's going what's been going on with the the, the pandemic the, I, I i suspect there are some real big big stuff to happen first that will really shake things up before we really start seriously getting on track to a to a, to a new way of living and being and it does feel like the pandemic in general has been a kind of start to that so there's a lot of talk and and ideas of this i want to uh, get what you what you think about this this idea that this is a little gateway into something new this the the age of aquarius gets talked about a lot at the moment we're moving into this this shift to the feminine um because we called it the distorted masculine um toxic masculinity or, or whatever we have certainly been living through that um this idea of just vaping pillaging building growing just pushing forwards ever bigger better faster um and and the damage that that's that that's caused to the to the planet and 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 to us spiritually and emotionally as as humans as well um it almost feels like the only answer to that is is to flip into the other polarity into that into that feminine to try and bring the balance back a little bit 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You know, patriarchy's got a lot to a lot to answer for, and 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 I feel yeah. You know, the, the whole pandemic thing felt like a, a, a because the masculine energy is so much about doing and action and out there. Mm-hmm. We, we we we've forgotten to honor the feminine in you know a million ways you know mother earth being you know one of those prime things that, that that she is our mother she feeds us everything that we have arises from her you know we are like babies we are you know we we are we are innocent and uh, fragile you know without her the, the oxygen the, the the air the food the the water everything is provided by her so you know there's a real forgetting of the honoring there and we've forgotten to honor the the inner worlds you know in the west we have you know the the inner realms the introspection the spaciousness the accepting the receiving the listening the the stillness you know Mm -hmm. that that terms that kind of got squeezed out you know with with the obsession uh, of, of patriarchy and the economy and consumerism and so on so it feels like the pandemic was a time everybody it's like there's a nice facebook meme that says you know mother nature has sent us all to our rooms to have a damn good think about what we've done <laughs> i like that yeah yeah yeah. certainly yeah. feels like it um yeah and 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 it's true i mean a lot of the the work that i center on I, I work a lot with kind of entrepreneurs and uh and 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 businessmen and guys that are out there high achievers and and stuff like that and that is the biggest problem their their inability to stop yeah yeah just this constant drive to 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 be doing and building and just achieving all of the time and whenever they have any downtime it comes with this huge sense of guilt and feel like they're they're wasting and and not achieving what they should what they should be doing um and and it's getting them to kind of understand that that's not what winning is all about you know that's not <laughs> what does this yeah. look like in the end you know but that's so deeply programmed into us isn't it from, yeah. from, from when we start school and so on it's all about you know i remember my parents saying you know go and do something constructive <laughs> when you know what we should be saying is go and play go and do you know there's another beautiful saying that says you know don't just um don't just do something sit there you know, it, it should be that way around, really, like, you know, to, to yeah. find the balance. Um, and, and, and I think what's largely happened is that we get so addicted to busyness that, you know, when we do stop, what tends to happen not too long after we've stopped is that we're faced with ourselves. <sighs> you know, everything that we've run um... away from or been avoiding, any trauma from the past or, you know, the emotions start coming up that healing only can happen in that sort of spaciousness in that openness that you know that that receptive sort of energy while while you're busy 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 you know i'm aware of it i i practice spaciousness you know it's part of my practice is to make sure that basically that i'm not busy that i have time to walk that i have time to rest that i have time to just flow with whatever arises in the moment rather than that you know i'm a slave to the chains of a diary that says, you know, this, you know, this point you've got to be here and there's got to be there. And I, I can't do that anymore. You know, it didn't feel, it didn't feel honoring. So spaciousness is really important, but yeah, the first thing that happens in spaciousness is you, is you're faced with yourself. You know, anything that you've been avoiding is, is been, you know, wanting your attention. So as soon as you stop putting your attention outside, then, you know, the, the ego, the, uh, the, I guess the sort of you know the internal doctor says, all right, great, we can start doing some work on this inner stuff now. And use you know most people's response is, uh, you know, shit, let's get busy again. You know, I don't want to go there. Yeah, um, I'm very new to this journey, and <laughs> it started when when I began kind of like coaching, and I went from running a law firm to into this kind of co- coaching stuff, and and it was, and I still. Even prior to lockdown, I was still having those weird days where I'd be like, oh, yeah, quick, wake up. I've got all this stuff to do. And I'm like, actually, no, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. And quite largely, most of my job can be run from my kind of phone from bed if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, you know, I've actually created this life deliberately. But now I don't really know how to sit with it 
properly. Um, and you're right, you're then faced with that. And then the, the lockdown came again, and that's another like that that hit me. Um, fortunately, I grabbed it as an opportunity, and I think a lot of a lot of people have. I know I've been quite busy with with people reaching out, ready to do the work, especially towards the tail end of, of what's what's going on now. People have yeah. really realised that actually, let's let's use this. But yeah, a lot of scared people, including myself, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it, it is. It's yeah, you know, fear is a is a healthy thing. Fear yeah. is a healthy thing, but. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess part of the warrior energy is, is you know, is the old feel the fear and do it anyway. Do it anyway, yeah. I, that's the long something I learned is that where there's, where there's resistance, especially when doing stuff for yourself, if you don't want to do it, it means you probably should. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you still get stuff like that? Still fun resistance? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, what... And, and, and there's a line with that, you know, the further you go down this road, the less black and white it gets. I, and I suppose, okay, yeah, that's a new insight just, just come through. Uh, I suppose that's because we're moving further away from duality. It's almost like, you know, as you start, there are these two sort of like, it's like a, a two-way road or something when you begin with, but the further you go down, it becomes a sort of one-way system. Yeah. So there's this aspect of yes. Yeah, sometimes there is the resistance means that yeah, I need to push through that resistance, and there is you know there's there's some gold the other side of this. You know, there's something really important here, uh, reclaiming my power. But also there are times when the resistance means that I just don't need to go there. That that you know it's like I get and I guess I'm exploring, experimenting with this a little bit more now of if it doesn't make me feel alive and there isn't a resonance, then do I want to be spending my precious time doing that? Hmm. Uh, am I, to what extent am I doing that stuff out of fear? And because I've been told that's what you should do to run a business or you ought yeah. to do, or you must do. So hmm. there's that delicate balance, kind of the masculine feminine, the masculine went to push through that resistance and the feminine went to honor and listen to what you're feeling in your body and go, okay, maybe this time the resistance is, it's because it's not my thing, you know, life is saying, no, you, you know, that's not the road to go down. Um, and, and that's happening very much for me, exploring that in. Uh, I recently moved and part of the reason that I moved to Glastonbury where I am is because I wanted more physical community and I want to be working with people face to face rather than being sat in a room on, on my own, talking to people on computers all the time <laughs> like this. Um, so um where was i going with that the uh community glastonbury oh yeah 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 pushing through the resistance and not so the example i was going to use was um yeah my publisher you know recommended that i create an online course and that i you know start creating more and more resources and stuff but my heart just wasn't in it it was all this resistance i've come to glastonbury now where we are in the lockdown lifting i've just started putting in, a few adverts out and, and talking to people about a men's circle, um, it, you know, it, at my place to begin with, it'll just be at my place. I, you know, I can get 10, 12 people in the living room and we'll see how it goes. But that makes me feel excited and that feels great. You know, that makes me feel alive. Whereas the idea of creating an online course is just like, just feels like a slog. So, you know, I'm, I'm listening to that as well. You know, I don't think I need to go through, I guess if I push through the resistance and create an online course, and maybe that will happen, maybe the resistance will disappear, and it will be the right time for me to be doing some of that. You know? Yeah. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll just see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. There's no formula. <clears throat> like you just have to feel into each incident, each uh, decision as it arises, really, and just trust uh, and trust tr trust yourselves on it. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because the more the more you do of this stuff, the better you get to know yourself and the better you, the better you get to know, you get to peek, go up to the resistance and have a little peek over the fence sort of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and you start to know the difference, but all of, none of this is um, very explicable, if you see what I mean. And certainly to people who've never, like we'll, we will be talking absolute gibberish to a large percentage of my audience right now um, who are just like, what are these guys even talking about? Like, um, 
because so many have become disconnected mm, yeah. to, to their feelings, which is what we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I heard this many, many years ago. And, it, you know, sometimes when you hear something and it just kind of goes straight in, it's like you're, you were really ripe to get that message. You know, it's really important and it's really significant in your own journey. Mm. A man said, um, the greatest journey that we can ever make is the short distance from our heads back, uh, back down to our heart. Because the world teaches us, you know, to leave our heart behind. You know, the, the, the pain and the traumas and the big boys don't cry and little girls should be nice and all that sort of stuff. We get taught, taught to suppress, especially in England, you know, stiff upper lip and, you know, goodness, you know, whatever you do, don't cry and show emotions. Let's just put the kettle on and have a cup of tea. Like, you know what I mean? That'll sort it out. Yeah. But um, to get, once you get back into your heart and you get back into your body, you know, you know, I would recommend it's a really key part of the road to sacred masculinity is that making that journey back to your heart, you know, back into your body. That is where the, because our bodies, our hearts, you know, the Heart Math Institute, you know, and the modern science and so on is 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 just recently discovering, you know, that the, that the heart has neural pathways and, you know, and the same sort of landscape as the brain does. And it's actually the heart that sends the message to the brain. You know, the heart is kind of like, you know, the big chief, you know, not the head. Yeah, the science is catching up now, isn't it? There's a, there's, there's a lot of books and a lot of studies being done where the, the science is actually taking us back there, like I was talking about right at the beginning. The science yeah. is actually going, oh, hang on a minute, maybe you guys were right after yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, all, all the indigenous stuff and all the sort of woo-woo stuff, you know, it's like these days there's, there's pretty much, for all of it, there's a scientific explanation of, of why it works and why it's important. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff being done on energy and all, and all of that, and like you said, the way and the, the heart and the mind, it's yeah. fascinating stuff, which is why I am, personally, I'm optimistic um, of the future. I think, I think we are, and I think I'm coming across more and more people that are having these conversations um, I think generally women as a group seem to be a few steps ahead of the guys. Um, and so a lot of these conversations are, are taking place with women. But as, as again, as we said right at the beginning, quite often <laughs> men are motivated <laughs> by this, by this trying to play catch up and connecting with women. And so if women do continue to lead this, this journey of spirituality and connectedness and, 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 and what they're and what they're they, they're doing then the guys are going to follow right because that's mm-hmm. that's that's what we're led by our noses <laughs> yeah. yeah it's yeah it's, and as, as we said it, it it's a it's a good incentive isn't it you know and it, it is it, it's like you know because i guess i see humans uh, to a large extent you know we're, we're like mongrels we're a fusion of sort of animal human and spiritual divine you know we're both and so you know the primal part of us the animal part of us you know is programmed to mate and procreate and you know and sniff out the opposite sex and 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 so on yeah but there's you know i think what we're moving into more because it 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 feels it's as if humanity is kind of like you know we're going through adolescence or something humanity (laughs) has just been at this stage where it's you've just been like you know irresponsible teenagers you know just shitting in our own backyards and just trashing the place and it's all about instant gratification and it's all about me and we're actually just beginning to move through that and starting to mature a little bit and and think oh yeah well what sort of state have we left the planet in for our children and the generations to come you know maybe it's not just all about me you know that the sacred masculine knows that in order to honor himself he must honor the collective and, and the children you know i think it's a it's a primary motivator um so yeah you know it's it, there's that whole spiritual relationship thing which is you know mirrored by the animal need to you know to to, to come together which for me is is about okay so this might be a bit woo woo for for your audience but uh-huh. hey let's let's, let's, let's they're, with, they're with us now let's push push the push it push the edge out a little further um that we come from source, you know, I am, a, I am a, a spark of the divine. There is an eternal part of me. The body falls away. I, I, you know, I'm consciousness that is wearing this suit of this human body at the moment. 
Yeah. But when that falls away, you know, there is an eternal part of me that returns to source. And source is a place of oneness. And we come into this human experience to experience duality because we can't know oneness so that we can know oneness through comparison, through contrast. So our human, you know, our human um, experience here in, in this realm is to experience duality in order to know oneness. And the whole thing of oneness is that coming back to, um, to union within yourself which which will also then be reflected by the relationships the romantic relationships that the not just the romantic relationship the further you go down this road the more you just kind of fall in love with life and the world and you just like your heart is open to everybody you know in, in a completely different way so yeah it's really really deep uh, deep it makes, program. it makes perfect sense i mean it's why i kind of the idea of what i set up with the modern man club and the modern woman club something else I'd like to bring up with you, that one of the things, the kind of, some of the resistance that I face externally from other people mm -hmm. is this idea that if we talk about men and women or we talk about masculinity and femininity as these, these two things, they're like, don't label it, we're all one, we're all the same. My kind of theory has always been, well, first of all, we need to do things separately or, and do things individually as well. And if, if as a man, connect with your masculinity first then femininity and if the women are doing the same thing it's at that point you can't one of my other mentors Cros, you probably didn't mean it in this context but he's he's got a saying you can't skip the steps mm. um just beaming straight up to this this idea of oneness and all this collective yeah uh, all, all being seeing each other as as, as beings and, and humans kind of can't happen unless you connect positively with with the layers that come before that that's yeah, yeah, yeah. My theory on it, and, and labeling it is fine. It just makes it makes it much easier for us to have these conversations around pretty complex topics. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. It's just the whole sort of you know sacred masculine stuff and divine union. Yeah, it's just creating a. It's just another model, you know, to, to yeah. achieve to achieve peace, to 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 achieve health and and, and happiness and so on, but. Um, it's, and it just feels like it's the one that life chose for me, really. You know, that all roads lead to Rome. If you want to start digging and exploring and expanding your mind and, and asking questions and what it really is the nature of reality and who am I? Who is it? What is it that looks out from, you know, from behind these eyes, this consciousness or, or whatever, you know? If you really want to start asking those questions, then... Uh, yeah, things get interesting. <laughs> they do indeed. I remember that. Is the that's how I ended up with the with the idea of the modern man. The first question I asked myself was, "Okay, who am I?" And I quickly stopped. I was like, "That that is a question that's not going to get answered with my flip chart today." Um, <laughs> at the end of a very long day. Um, yeah. The second question I asked was, "What do I have to offer the world?" So there's a, a simpler a simpler question that I, that I prefer, mm -hmm. and I ask a lot of my clients to to kind of think about what do I have to offer? It's a very positive, nice question, but I continue down the path of who, who am I? Um, a yeah. little bit at a time because it's a, it's a deep hole. <laughs> it's a stripping away. You know, the way it feels for me, Fidel, is that, you know, all I do I have to do is, uh, is allow the layers of false, the layers that the world imposed on me, you know, as, as I was growing up. All I have to do is allow those to fall away, to spot them, to, to relax, uh, to, to love them, to accept them, to do the work and allow them to fall away. And who I am is what is increasingly revealed. You know, is it the, the more you take it, it's a bit like, you know, uh, Michelangelo's David, you know, that he said David was in the stone all the time. He just had to take away the bits of stone to reveal it. And it felt that, you know, that's what the journey to who am I feels like for me. Nice. I think that is a suitable place to wrap this up, Miguel. <laughs> we went all the way, didn't we? <laughs> we did it. Yeah, yeah. Great, great. We could sit and chat for brilliant. Hours, so, sure, like finally, let's just tell our audience how they can connect with you. Um, tell us about the, the books that you've got at the moment um, and how people can can get hold of those. Thank you. Thanks, Fidel. Yeah. So my website is just miguel.dean.net. 
Um, so yeah, there's a, that's probably the easiest way to get in touch with me. If you visit that, it's got contact forms and email addresses and you know phone numbers and all that stuff. Um, I'm big on Facebook as well. You can connect with me on Facebook. This is my uh, the, the recent book, uh, Bring Him Home: A Twin Flame Love Story, <clears throat> which you can get from my website, and it's uh, you know all over Amazon and you know all all, all of the best booksellers basically. Um, but yeah, you know, any if any of your audience have any questions or just curious or whatever, you know, yeah, feel free to get in touch and uh, have a rummage around my website and see the see what I've got to offer, see if it resonates. You have, you. I mean, you've got some good content out there. That's how I found you was just googling the sacred masculine and uh, or the divine masculine in the in the UK. I mean, it was quite a lot from different parts of the world, and and I came across your stuff in a couple of YouTube interviews, and I was like, yeah. There's the guy. So um, yeah, I highly recommend you guys spend a bit of time seeking Miguel out. Um, he's a he's a lovely bloke, and like I said, um, I've taken him on as one of one of my mentors, and it's been an interesting journey um, over the last couple of months, hasn't it? Uh, we've, we've we've gone deep. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much for joining me today, Miguel. Um, really looking forward to to getting some feedback from the audience on 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 this one, and it really highlights actually where my journey is has come to having these conversations as opposed to what I was doing with, with the first couple of seasons of, um, mm. of the modern man podcast. So, um, yeah, in, interesting to note that as well. So, uh, so that's miguel.net. I believe if you want to get hold of him and, um, bring him home is, is Miguel's latest book. So, uh, jump onto Amazon or the website to, to grab yourselves a copy of that. Highly recommended. Um, I'm about to pick it back up again myself. <laughs> Once again, thanks a lot, Miguel for joining us. And I'll, I'll speak to you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you will. Yeah. And thank you, Fidel. And thank you for doing the work that you're doing. It always, you know, warms my heart, you know, to see that uh, there are young men uh, and young women that are increasingly doing this work and recognizing that it's time for a new, it's time for a new masculinity. It's time for, uh, it's time for a new world. Uh, we owe it to the children. Huh? It is. Here, here. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Love and blessings, Fidel. Thank you. Sagas of a modern man Still no man's to snow from the deserts at the hottest sand We put together positive plans of action To sophisticated paragraphs for an ape scratching walls With the rock in his hand Like the pioneers that plot the land I travel far through the lines of the paragraph We got priests but we're godless Trying to breathe but I'm coughing Trying to leave the couch but